If you are tired of attracting emotionally unavailable people, this episode is for you. I completely empathize, by the way, because this was me for many years when I was dating, and I understand how frustrating it can feel. The good news is, if you keep attracting emotionally unavailable people, recognize that it's a pattern. And if it's a pattern, it means it can be changed. And by the way, if it's a pattern, it also means it's you. It's not other people. It's not that a bunch of guys in the city that you live in aren't ready to commit. It's not that they're not every single guy or girl in the city that you live in doesn't want to commit because you see other people who get into relationships. So we have to find out why you keep attracting people who are emotionally unavailable. So when I was going through this, I had a life coach and his name was Gypsy. And every single time I would see him, I would bring up dating and my love life. And he was probably so sick of hearing me talk about it. And one day at the end of our session, he said, okay, so if your dream guy is outside when you walk out this door and he says, I want to be with you, would you want to be with him? And I said, yes, yes, I want to be in a relationship. And it's like Gypsy almost wanted to say something, but then he held back and he just smiled and he said, okay, and he let me go. And I understood what he said to me without saying anything. And that was, hell no, you are not ready. If the guy of your dreams showed up right now, you would be terrified. You would be absolutely terrified. You are not ready for this. Or you, I mean, I just had to recognize that I wasn't ready. Doesn't mean it's impossible. It was impossible for me to be in a relationship, but I had work to do if I wanted to open up and be ready for that level of relationship that I wanted. And what I realized was that wanting a relationship is not the same thing as being emotionally available. And the reason that I was attracting people who were emotionally unavailable was because I myself was showing up that way. So what does it look like to be emotionally available? It means being honest and vulnerable with how you feel. So for example, this could mean texting someone when you think about them, not waiting, you know, uh, an hour or something because you don't want to look desperate. You text them when you want to text them. And the secret behind that is your energy behind it. Because if it does come from desperation, people can feel that and they don't like that. But if it's honestly you being you, hey, I was thinking about you. Hey, it was lovely meeting you five minutes ago. <laughs> so of course, this is very, I mean, it's easier said than done. And we're always waiting for the other person to be vulnerable first. But you can be that person. And honestly, by being honest and vulnerable, you could scare some people away. You absolutely can. But if they're the right person for you, you will not scare them away. I had a boyfriend in my 20s, super good guy. And I remember at that point in my life, like I wanted to be, I wanted to create a serious relationship. And the first night after we hooked up, 
uh, he slept over and then we went out to breakfast the next morning and he, his movements were really funny. He was like, he put the sugar in his coffee and then he started fumbling with the, the sugar packet, the empty sugar packet and folding it. And then he finally said, I don't know what's going on with me right now, but I'm so nervous. And that might turn some people off, but I thought it was so cute and so relieving that he could be honest with me so that I could, in turn, be comfortable and be vulnerable back with him. And it was the same thing with Pete. Pete was very clear that he wanted to be in a relationship when we met. He was looking to get married. And I liked that because I also was looking for a potential partner who wanted <laughs> who wanted to be, get married as well. So Pete, because he was so comfortable showing that, it made me relax a little more. And by that, at that point, I was comfortable sharing with what I wanted as well. And we had this conversation early on in our relationship, maybe like by the third date. I asked him, you know, like, is do you want to get married? Not to me, but like in life, do you want to get married and have kids? Is that something that you want? And he, he paused because it is a very, you know, vulnerable question. And he said, yeah, yeah, I would like that. And he said, how about you? And I said, yeah. And we looked at each other in that moment. And I considered that when I knew we were on the same page and almost like we were engaged by then. Uh, and he grabbed me and he kissed me and he was not scared off. He wanted that. He wanted that. So I know some people, when they're online dating, some of the apps have options of you could check a box or say what you're looking for. And some people, they don't want to say they're looking for something serious because they don't want to scare people off. The truth is it might scare some people off, but do you want those people? They're not even open to the idea of it. Do you really want to date those people? Because I know that there are people, men and women, both of them, who are looking for serious relationships. And there are some guys who will purposely not choose someone who says, I'm only looking for something casual. There are some men out there. So don't be afraid to put what you want because the right person will like it. The emotions with showing up this way can be really scary. And they could be really disappointing. And, you know, it gets easier. It's like a muscle, you know, as you build confidence. And when you have clarity of what you want, you won't be as scared or reliant on the other person's reaction for your self-worth or how you feel. For me, personally, the disappointment never went away. Because I'd always try my best. And sometimes when I thought it would be a good fit and they still weren't in that place, they weren't ready to give a serious relationship, you know, consideration, I would be disappointed. I'd be absolutely disappointed. That was the worst part. But I knew that's, that's what it takes to create the relationship of my dreams. If I want to create the relationship of my dreams, which is, you know, a deep, intimate relationship, I didn't want anything superficial. And I didn't want to play games either. And if you're annoyed at playing games, just don't play them. So the sooner you're able to say what you want and show who you are, the better, the more time you'll save. Because if someone can get scared off, scare them off early. Otherwise, you know, if you sh show this three months in, six months in, and then all of a sudden they said, this is too much, 
the relationship's not going to work out. So tiptoeing around in the beginning, I don't think serves anybody if you're looking for something authentic. If your dating retention is low, uh, this could be a reason. It's because you're tiptoeing around in the beginning. You're not really showing yourself. And then when you actually show yourself, it ends up being too much. If you're quote unquote too much, be too much in the beginning. Like I admit, I can be a pain in the ass. I can be very opinionated. I'm type A. I didn't hide any of that from Pete when we first met. <laughs> what you see is what you get. And I was like, if he can handle this, then he is the one. And not only did he handle it, he loved it. I hope this gives you a little more hope that it's not everyone else. It's actually you in a good way. And that's okay. Don't beat yourself up if you know you feel like you haven't been doing a good job. It's just good to have self-awareness. Just recognize what am I in control of? What can I do to create the relationship of my dreams? Show up emotionally available. Be honest. Be authentic. Act with integrity. And be a good person. Hope you guys have a great week.